0: Welcome to Alish for Thursday, January eighteenth. It's uh, minus six Celsius. Feels like minus eleven, but apparently it's going up to five degrees Celsius in the positive today. So it's actually a really annoying winter weather. You'd think everybody would be excited that we're, uh, you know, it's it's getting warmer, which it is. It's nice, but if it unless unless it's going to stick around for until spring, which it won't never does then um it's annoying because the snow melts and then it goes back to being really freezing cold but you can't do any of the fun winter stuff the ice rinks are all a mess the you can't go sledding on the hills with the kids can't just play in the backyard and sled down a deck stairs like the kids do whatever it's just cold and brown and gross and so dirty gross because the grass is all dead obviously and all that kind of stuff so yeah, we'll see. Hopefully it snows again, I guess. It feels weird to wish for more snow, but such is life. This is not a weather podcast, as you know. It's a complaining about the weather podcast, maybe. Uh, I just wanted to record some thoughts on uh, the YouTube there. They uh, just recently, yesterday, announced some changes to their partner program. A partner program is where you can basically be allowed to uh, make a little bit of money off your channel off the videos people watch you if you allow advertisers if you allow pop-ups if you allow whatever amount of invasiveness on your videos you uh can get a bit of cash in return for that because youtube throws some ads on that and then they give you a percentage of that nothing fancy nothing amazing about that uh for the longest time they've had eligibility to apply for it and it, i forget what the minimum requirements were to be a part of it, it wasn't that it that um hard to be a part of it um, but it wasn't just like your channel was automatically approved I'm sure I, I think way back in the day it, it basically was as long as you were uh, a bit verified and like maybe you just had to check your email or whatever but uh, yeah in, in January here yeah on the 16th a couple of days ago they announced new eligibility requirements for the YouTube Partner Program and basically what it amounts to the two requirement changes are you have to have 4,000 watch hours in the previous 12 months on your channel so across all your videos 4,000 hours of watch time. So it could be one video that gets watched an hour long video that gets watched 4000 times, I guess could work. Um, But uh, yeah, in the previous 12 months, and also have 1000 subscribers that whole time or more in the last 12 months. And so what this basically does is a lot of smaller YouTube channels, um, myself included, get kicked out of a program that they were otherwise in before. And I, I'm not under any illusion that either I was making a lot of money for myself or making a lot of money for YouTube. So I know they're not too worried about ditching me from a business sense um, and people like me, channels like mine. Um, but it kind of sucks just as a creative person. You know, you're sort of aspiring to maybe use this as possibly to make a bit of money to help fund a hobby or see where it goes. And that's kind of what I was doing. And, and it wasn't anything that I was putting my all my – eggs in this YouTube basket by any means, but, um, it was just kind of like, let's see where this goes. And it's kind of fun. If all of a sudden it takes off, a video goes viral for a while and you are not viral necessarily, but gets way more views than anything else. you're kind of like excited and seeing where it's going. Um, and now it's kind of raised the bar to a point that's it eliminates a lot of the hobbyist just for fun and experimenting with this platform idea. And again, from a business sense, I, it probably makes sense for YouTube to limit how many people are, are even uh, attempting to sort of run their business off YouTube and uh, make a living that way and trying to, you know, have the cream rise to the crop and all that kind of stuff. Just to give you a bit of perspective or understand where things are at exactly on a personal level. Like, so Lemon Productions channel has 144 subscribers to it. That's the one where I upload a lot of my videos on how to use different tech stuff or you know wordpress web stuff good stuff our podcasting channel has uh 62 subscribers and the my minecraft adding through minecraft channel that i haven't really uploaded videos to for a while but it has 228 subscribers um and each of those respectively i guess i don't have the stats for the lemon one but the good stuff one has 100 just over a hundred thousand minutes watched over the last year which is around 1700 hours so that one i guess could sort of be the closest in terms of watch hours but has very low subscribers which again kyle and i aren't losing any sleep over it's just kind of a place to archive our videos and see where that goes the minecraft one has um 228 subscribers like i said but a lifetime of hours like over the last five years has uh only 833 hours of watch time and so it's also like way below any sort of chance of getting a part of that. And so with the Minecraft one, I think I had just made enough in the partner program with the ads and stuff that were running on the videos that kids were watching and people were watching how to use Minecraft um, to pay for my initial purchase of the Minecraft game, basically 30 some dollars or so. And I think I'll still get that. I don't know. I haven't looked into it too much. Um, I can't remember if I got paid out for that or not already, but um, it just kind of like limits that, a little extra like fun it doesn't mean the stuff that I create is any less valuable obviously or any less important as far as I'm concerned um, whether I'm getting paid for it or not but it does kind of basically set that it moves the goalpost just as you were kind of like feeling not that I was that close to it but (laughs) it moves the goalpost even further down the field and uh, you feel that much further away from anything any sort of reward that way. What they've said they're trying to do with this change is to effectively raise the bar higher for people to make money on YouTube. And the goal is then for YouTube to be able to review applications to the partner program with humans rather than just relying on algorithms and computers. Um, But what I think it does is it kind of just delays the inevitable process of YouTube having to decide if they're actually going to get rid of all the evil, vile video channels that promote hate or allow them to continue to live on their platform because it gets them views and advertisers and um, that's sort of what got them into this mess in the first place here where you know someone like BMW doesn't appreciate their ad for a fancy new car being shown alongside a Nazi propaganda video and getting a whole bunch of views because there's hateful people in the world who want to watch that kind of stuff so the Nazis racists misogynists whatever (laughs) another low life that are on YouTube to spread hate I think they'll still be able to reach 4,000 watch hours and 1,000 subscribers so then what? YouTube still has to decide if they're going to let them access partner program features or not, just like they could do right now. They could go through, stomp out anybody that's promoting hate. And if there's anybody in the gray space of like, you're not sure, well, then you don't exclude them, just like you'll have to decide down the road when they get to 4,000 watch hours a 1,000 subscribers. It'll kind of just narrow, it might narrow those people, you know, maybe they'll work together to get their hateful video channel up to 4,000 watch hours and 1,000 subscribers. But it doesn't seem like a thing that's that far off if you know how to either game the system, you know how to use bots, you know how to use all the kind of stuff to basically kind of um, get your hate message out there. And if you're motivated by trying to shout out shout down um and promote hate in the world i think they'll find a way to get past that mark and so basically it kind of means a lot of the indie smaller creators such as myself but i think more importantly other folks who are actually you know maybe they're they're doing stuff like crafting tutorials or showing how they make t-shirts or whatever they're doing and this was kind of like a way that they're going to also promote their hobby um i think it sort of stomps on that more than it stomps on anybody who is using the youtube platform inappropriately i think it'd be a great time for service like twitch twitch twitch.tv to step up and with amazon's backing they have amazon has a bit of uh, knowledge in the storage space they they do the s3 thing for uh, s3 storage for half the internet i'm sure um and allow videos to live beyond 60 days on on the Twitch platform and become the new home for indie creative videos of all types and not just video game streamers and stuff like that. And you can see it already that they're there on Twitch's directory with creative streamers like painting, drawing, photography, music, cosplay, et cetera. Um, but the videos that you upload or stream to Twitch then disappear off Twitch. And so that everybody basically uploads it. Um, Twitch has a tool built in to upload it to YouTube once it's done. And it's, it's not hard to see a day coming where Twitch is like, well, why are we sending traffic to YouTube, regardless of their stance or opinion of YouTube's stance on creative videos or, or money or whatever, but why are we sending all this traffic over to YouTube when we could keep that all that traffic here? And they have this the infrastructure in place already for, it's just that it seems like they're slowly building it out where um, you can upload your own videos to Twitch that you've made. and obviously why would you do that if it's going to disappear in 60 days, unless they have some plan down the road for pe- videos to stay uh, indefinitely on Twitch and same thing, like I said, with anything you've streamed, so any good stuff show that we stream out to Twitch, then we, it disappears after 30 or 60 days and, off Twitch. And unless we export it right to YouTube from there, it's gone forever. And so obviously that's what we're doing. We're using YouTube as the archive, a library archive of all the backup recordings and stuff like that. So, um, I really hope and, and it, it'll be interesting to watch and see what happens in this space because there are going to be a lot of people who otherwise would would have been using YouTube that are going to be looking for another platform potentially and Twitch has tons of stuff built in for monetization that has nothing to do with advertisers and everything to do with viewers being able to just pay a couple pennies or a dollar or whatever back to a, a channel that they like or want to support either on like a perv video basis or supporting them on a monthly basis built right into the platform. Um, so we'll see what happens. It's also an interesting time for, uh, sites sites like Patreon again, once again, to step up and, and be a a support site that you would use instead of relying on YouTube advertising. So again, YouTube is kind of like shunting that all off elsewhere, letting other people deal with it. So the Patreon has, um, their own policies obviously on hate and using their platform to raise money for what they deem inappropriate kind of stuff. So that's, that'll hopefully still be in place and clamp down on some of this stuff, but also, um, any creative type can use Patreon then to make their money through or raise funds through. Um, and there's other services like Patreon. So whatever you happen to use, um, But one of the things that YouTube did disallows now, if you're not a partner program member is the ability to link to outside sites like Patreon or like a a store page or like, like maybe you sell shirts for your YouTube channel or whatever. Um, You're not able to link to that anymore outside of YouTube. And so Again, it just kind of cuts off any sort of little revenue possibility for a smaller channel to grow um, when they're not making a bunch of money off ads or anything like that, which they weren't ever going to really do in the first place, but it was going to help. And so now they're kind of 100% relying on outside services like Patreon and hoping that folks will type the address in instead of clicking a box to go there. So interesting times in the creative space. Once again, a good reminder to not put all your money building eggs in any other corporation's basket. And uh, it's something that we consider here at Good Stuff with even just relying on Patreon, as we saw, you know, with Patreon potentially making changes last late last year, um, they back down. But, you know, we are, we're not relying on it for our business and livelihoods, but uh, it does help with uh, raising funds to support just this as a hobby and as a fun place to create podcasts. So we'll see, we'll see what we do. We've got our, we have our Patreon campaign in 99% draft mode ready to go and just kind of getting a little bit of cold feet even with some of this kind of stuff and whether we drive people there or drive people to our own thing and, and how that might all play out and what's best and what's manageable and what we can actually upkeep and all that kind of stuff. So if you've got thoughts and comments, feel free to tweet at me. I'm I Chris on Twitter. Chris at goodstuff.fm is my email address. And be sure to sign up and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Of course, (laughs) I can get from uh, 144 subscribers to 1,000. I'm sure that'll happen anytime now over on the uh, YouTubes. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a great day.